what is up everybody we are live with you on another beautiful sunday uh going we're, we're normally texas boys sitting in here but we're switching it up this week uh dita running a little late pb is handling some homework and whatnot uh, but we do have two special guests on with us. D-Dub's going to be joining us here in just a little bit. Uh, trash can, as everybody knows him. Uh, but we got Mike coming in from uh, North Carolina, correct? Yes, sir. Uh, Texas he, over. Yeah, te- oh. <laughs> he's a Texas boy, but uh, he, he's out in North Carolina right now. Uh, then we got my, my little brother, Tyler, coming in. Uh, of course, Tyler, you've lived all over Florida, Tennessee, uh, Washington, but you actually just moved. Uh, where are you locating at right now? Uh, Southern Idaho right now. So we, we are hitting everywhere in the U S right now. Uh, going to recap a little bit before we get into today's topic. Uh, but before we get into that, I want to take two seconds and say this, everybody's going to be on their own journey everybody's going to be again physical mental everybody's going to have their own ideas their own opinions this is a free and safe space for you to express those to us we read all the comments out uh, but let's let's keep it peaceful we're all one big community we're all here to help each other and help each other grow uh, whether it be through our twitch and everything like that or through our our physical and mental lives Uh, a lot of these guys that y'all are talking with us through the chat you know i've went into y'all's games we've now followed each other on facebook uh we're we're definitely in touch with our community so we definitely want to be positive with each other at the end of the day we may disagree on some things and you may see us bicker a little bit on here uh, but nothing is going to be hurtful or anything like that so before we get into any kind of sensitive subject definitely want to express that so with that, let's go ahead and go forward. Uh, huge, huge shout out to Goose coming in already. Before we even get it rolling, dropping the let's go. And appreciate you letting us know that we were not muted. Uh, also, Mytho Warrior, uh, two days ago followed. So I guess you watched some of the uh, replays going on because we were not streaming. But getting a follow when we're not even streaming big huge thing so 73 followers right now on twitch don't forget when we hit 100 we are going to be doing the 100 dollars giveaway so getting closer and closer to that guys so get excited share the show uh spread it around follow us on instagram facebook everything like that you guys already know what's up what's up millie got millie coming in the chat millie up in canada so yeah we we're getting global in this motherfucker oh yeah all right <clears throat> gonna get into recapping a little bit of stuff first before we dive into the uh to the main topic here so a little bit of drama from the call of duty scene uh on his stream crim six says that there's a little bit of drama between havoc and clayster they were actually going to bring havoc in instead of paul and as soon as the conversation with Havoc was done, Havoc hung up the phone and called Clayster. Uh, Clayster then, of course, showed up to uh, scrim and everything like that right before Florida. But he already knew that they were trying to bench him. And Krim said, look, it, it, was, it was a wrap. We were done right off the bat. 
They, of course, did go ahead and bench Clayster. They bring in Paul instead of Havoc. Uh, they do battle this weekend. They battled the Rockers, and they battled Toronto, winning both series 3-1. to one. Uh, So maybe the New York subliners finally starting to get it rolling, get it going. Uh, but we'll we'll see. I would have preferred Clayster over Crim Six, but I understand why they why they went that route. Uh, our boys again were Optic fanboys here on this show. Uh, our logo is of course done in Optic Green. They three o the L A Gorillas. They three o, uh, you know, basically everybody's favorite Atlanta Phase. And man, Ninja TV coming in as a new follower. Appreciate you, bro. Shout out Ninja TV. Appreciate the follow. Uh, I don't know if y'all watch any competitive Call of Duty, but of course, all this was going down today. Atlanta uh, Simp was not there for Atlanta, but it's still a big win for us. That locks up the number one seed going into the major coming up for Call of Duty. <clears throat> Switching it up to Halo uh, real quick. Do, do y'all watch any Call of Duty? Do y'all game too much? I'll open the floor to y'all before I just move on to Halo. Or chat. Chat, let us know if, I if you... competitive gaming. You know that. So. Yeah. Nah. I wish. But no, not, not too closely or anything. Well, we'll breeze through Halo real quick then. Uh... A weird, weird major coming up. Kansas City coming up, the major for Halo. It's going on April 29th through May 1st. So not exactly a weekend kind of thing. Uh, So I'm curious on how the ratings are going to do with that. Uh, But that is going to be an actual major. There's going to be the Open Championship, the tournament brackets for the Championship Series, and there's also going to be a free-for-all tournament. So three different tournaments going on that weekend. Uh, again, the 29th through the 1st. Optic has just been wrecking people since picking up uh, Formal. Formal, of course, coming from the Call of Duty side over to Halo. Uh, so excited for that. Now, this might affect some of our viewers and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Goose says, uh, "Ain't ain't no phase fanboy over here." So, fuck motherfucking phase clan, motherfucker. Look, just because we know you're secretly a phase fanatic, ain't no phase uh, up in here. Waiting, waiting yeah. to see that that pretty face. Oh, I'll be there in a little bit. I'm just I'm giving my son his his, uh, his meds and treatment, so I don't want to see all the, the nasty oh yeah, stuff. yeah i got you i got you the nrg uh goose says i'd probably go nrg nrg is a solid team uh, especially with halo they have a pretty solid rocket league team don't they yes yes uh that that is the one thing man if you do get into competitive gaming you realize just how much like you look at cloud nine they they're Dude, cloud nine has some skill yeah, they they're rocking the Halo scene right now, but they are also just in so many expansive places. I only know that I only know Cloud Nine Energy from Rocket League because one of my best friends is like obsessed with Rocket League competitive. So, well, uh, not our normal topics to to talk about, but this somewhat will affect Texas. Uh, Nineteen thousand people ordered to relocate in Colorado due to the wildfires. So, if you are out there in Colorado, please be safe. 
you definitely are in our thoughts here at the recap show and also central Texas and the Houston area. Uh, the wildfire ha- here in Texas has been going crazy. A lot of, a lot of homes being destroyed, a lot of lives being wrecked right now. Uh, so you're definitely in our, you know, in our thoughts, Ninja comes in, he says, yo, I'm not just going to follow. I'm going to come in here. I'm going to chat. I'm going to be a part of this community. We appreciate it, Ninja. He says, I mostly play for fun and to get funny clips for the community, but I got to get me some Halos since I just got my gaming PC. Man, hey, me and the other guy that normally co-hosts this show, uh, PB, uh, Breezy P., uh, Juan Hinojosa, however you know him as, uh, me and him grind Halo a lot, so definitely hit us up. I'm on Xbox, he's on Xbox as well for it. Um, Rival, here I'll uh... You're st- are you still Rival Bane or did you change it again? No, I'm just Rival, just straight up Rival. Right. Uh, so just take away the underscore recap and it's Rival, and that's me. So definitely hit hit us up, Ninja. Let's game it up. Uh, Also, grappling hook clips. Bro, you know that was a sick clip. Best clip ever. Uh, So North Korea, they have been testing missiles for like the longest time. They've actually now made a missile that has the capability of reaching U.S. soil. It's actually pretty destructive, so something to keep an eye out on. Uh, France has warned Biden. Uh, of his words, as France is still in communication with Putin and he is trying to de-escalate the situation, Biden this weekend has come out and called Putin a butcher and stated that he cannot remain in power no matter what. Uh, so very, very touchy words because, I mean, man, you're, you're now talking about overthrowing a dictator and who's already at war with Ukraine. So really, really touchy words to, to try and throw throw out. Uh, yeah, Goose says they bitches though. North Korea, uh, dude. The the I will agree with that, but I will say this: we're pushing certain countries to form an alliance against us. Russia is now in talks with uh, China. Saudi Arabia is in talks with Russia, and Saudi Arabia is no longer cutting any deals with us for oil we've actually went down to uh argentina and are talking with that dictator down there and he doesn't even know they haven't came to an agreement yet uh, if they're going to sell us oil or not so we're we're kind of where kim jong-un is a fucking tool we may force these people into an alliance where he may feel like he can be ballsy if Russia has his back. So it's just kind of, we, we got to kind of watch out how we play this before we, before we incite world war. Uh, Elon Musk, he does hint at a new social media platform. Uh, he actually put out a poll via Twitter. Twitter, of course, just got our new CEO who basically said he does not agree with the, uh, free speech amendment and he feels like it is his platform's duty to regulate what's get put what gets put out there Uh, so elon musk uh, is in talks of starting his own social media platform 
So y'all, y'all have any thoughts on that? What is this world coming to? I got enough to keep up with, man. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> I don't need another one. <laughs> well, with that being said, that is, uh, yeah, Goose says it's a shit show. Uh, Ninja says all it needs is a spark and the world will explode. Uh, they'll never do it, but it escalates the stakes. And uh, Ninja also uh, ats Goose can't let the good vibes down though don't worry be happy uh definitely man try and be positive we we know that uh, unfortunately we can sit here and we can talk about this stuff until we're blue in the face don't don't recommend it uh this kind of ties into what our subject matter is today when i look up like little facts there's a lot of things that i write down that i actually don't bring to the show because man there's just so much chaos in this world, especially now more than ever, that if I sit here and just doled out all the world news to everybody, like we'd all be fucking depressed. Uh, it, it definitely takes, t- yeah, it definitely takes it, its mental toll uh, on everything. I, I know it does me at times. I, I have to stop and refresh. Uh, there's actually a video going around. I wasn't sure if I was going to speak on this. I, I honestly wasn't. But I feel like I need to now that we're um, sitting here thinking about it. There's a video circulating right now of a 14-year-old football player uh, who was on a ride. I believe it was in Florida. Uh, extra basic, if you are in the chat, please correct me if I'm wrong that it's Florida. Uh, he was on a ride, the the ride that goes up and then just drops you straight down. And... He, he was a bigger guy because he was like an offensive lineman. And he was going up and his seatbelt malfunctioned. And unfortunately, 14 years old, drops down. Seatbelt comes out. He comes out 75 miles an hour. Right into the concrete. Dead. You never, ever know when it's your time shout out to symbiosis though he comes in the chat doesn't say a word just drops 100 bits on us shout out symbiosis vip member over on the other show he's also champion of the other show if you don't follow symbiosis make sure you do it uh, ninja says yeah i heard that true words definitely guys like man you just never know but with that being said we're, we are talking about mental health and everything like that uh, I know, Tyler, the, this is big for the both of y'all because you're, you're coming in. Mike, you, I know you're a bodybuilder and everything like that. You do shows. You put your physical self out there. Um, but I don't know as much as talking and everything like that, how much you put yourself out there very much. I know you're, you're a little bit on social media, but you don't put a whole bunch out there. Uh, you know, Tyler, same same with you. Tyler, of course, uh, I know I'm throwing a lot of stuff at you, chat, but if you see the hoodie that Tyler is wearing with the W, uh, he does have his own clothing line. It is called Worthwhile. Uh, it is all for being positive, making sure that you know that your life is worthwhile. So definitely check out his clothing line as well. Uh, follow Tyler on all of his platforms. Follow Mike as well uh, via Facebook and Instagram. He does have 
uh, real quick, Mike. Uh, the I'm trying to think of the powder that uh, helps sponsor you. The vegan powder. Oh, oh um, conscious muscle supplements. No, I'm not a sponsor or anything, but um, the dude that, uh, well, he's part owner and then he does personal training. I'm pretty close with him. So, gotcha. But yeah, uh, it's probably the best tasting uh, vegan protein I've had. So, nice. I'm actually nice. serious about the whole vegan as a bodybuilder. It's, yeah. It's interesting. Um, yeah, yeah. Real quick, Tyler, if you can, uh, drop a link in chat. Ninja says, uh, got them links, uh, and then they will. Yeah. I'll hop in, <clears throat> hop in there. Cool, cool. Uh, well, I guess we'll, since, since Tyler is curious about it too, we'll, we'll start with you, Mike. Uh, of course, on the flyer for the show, you see a picture of you at the beach. You've got a beer in your hand. Got the dad bod rocking, and then yeah. uh, I think it was a was it a year later? No, I think probably about three. Three years so, later, three years. Time. Yeah, three years later, you're you're at the beach again, same trunks. Uh, this time you you've got a water bottle in your hand instead of a beer, uh, just yeah. to seeing that split difference. What made you decide to? go vegan and what made you decide to to pursue this road um that's a pretty long story but i guess we got time right <laughs> uh so as far as veganism um my wife and i my wife mercedes and i we had our rabbit theodore and um i guess to start off she was just cleaning the floor one day um with fabuloso you know i don't know uh, pretty standard floor cleaner and uh, his eyes were getting all watery and stuff and so um, basically like talking to the vet and just learning what we could uh, we learned about like animal testing and um, went cruelty free then because um, yeah a lot of I'm not sure if everyone knows but a lot of like common household products stuff like that they're tested typically on rabbits um, sometimes other animals, beagles and stuff. And um, that's basically how that started. So it started off cruelty-free, like, and just the more we looked into um, products we use, foods we consume and stuff, like, um, we just honestly, like, I decided, like, I, I can't not be vegan, <laughs> um, basically within a few years. But uh, that's basically kind of how that, he was kind of the catalyst to that um, starting. And then as far as weightlifting, um, I mean, I kind of got into it in college. Um, I was usually really, really busy working full time and going to school full time. So I do it kind of on and off. Um, and then when I became vegan, which was probably almost four years ago now, um, late 2018, um, I was just like, man, if I'm going to do this, I want to do it right, you know. I don't want to like come out like all frail and you know, I want, I want to know what I'm doing going into it Yeah, yeah. Uh, and just be an example for it. Right. Um, and not everyone's like that, you know, going vegan, you shouldn't have to feel the pressure to, to look a certain way or whatever. Right. But um, I just, I mean, I, I'd always been, that's always something I wanted to do was kind of bulk up. Cause when I was younger, I was, 
more of a, I mean, I'd played sports, but I was more of a skinnier dude, you know, not as tall than I was kind of a late bloomer. So, um, yeah, I guess that's, uh, that's how it kind of started off, man. Now I've seen you post like with different supplements and you just mentioned what you consider the best tasting one. Uh, mm-hmm. is there anything that you've seen in your time in doing this that claims to be vegan and isn't really vegan or you've tried and you realize, man, I should really just stay away from this kind of stuff. <sighs> um, I usually try to be pretty thorough with stuff, you know, before I buy it. Um, and veganism des- definitely isn't about perfection, man. Um, we all make mistakes sometimes. Like I've, you know, bought stuff that might have something in it. I didn't catch at first. Um, but as far as supplements, um, I keep it pretty simple, man. I don't take too many. Um, and again, uh, I'm in natural bodybuilding, no steroids or anything, but, uh, there are a few we take like creatine. That's one of the, probably the safest, most studied supplement, um, really beneficial for like strength and endurance. And then like my protein powders, that's just to increase my protein intake try to get most of it through, you know, food. Um, and then, um, I do take pre-workouts usually just, uh, need some caffeine in there <laughs> to, uh, help me get through. So, uh, nothing, luckily not really had any bad experiences. So, oh, that's um, what's up. That's, yeah. What do you consume to get your protein? I don't like, don't know about being vegan. So yeah, no, you're good. As far as like foods. Yeah. Um, so (laughs) that's one of the good things too, man. Like I've tried so many like new foods I never would have tried before. Right. You know, you think of, um, I don't know your standard American diet. You got like beef, chicken, pork, you know, fish. Um, and most people probably just stick with beef and chicken. Right. Um, but as far as vegan, uh, protein sources, uh, there's seitan, which is like, um, basically washed flour. Um, it's actually pretty cool because um, monks have been eating it for centuries. Um, I can't remember the specifics of which monks, but um, some Asian monks. Uh, you basically wash the flour, washes away all the starch, and you're left with like almost pure protein. Protein, and um, that's what I ate most of during my uh, competition prep because it's like almost barely any carbs, barely any fat. You got tofu, uh, which I love. Um, Tempeh is also so tofu and tempeh, those are um soy based. Um, and then, uh, yeah, those are probably the top three. I'm sure there's some other ones. Uh, I mean, you can get protein from other foods too, like beans and lentils have it, but right. you know, herbs as well. That's what I knew beans and lentils, but I wasn't sure where right. else you could get it from because I know you yeah. need a lot that they get the protein you get from uh, like meat and stuff, so definitely yeah. curious. Uh, Ninja. Yeah, yeah. Ninja says it's awesome. You can cook with anything and add your own flavors for spice. So. Exactly, man. It's all about the season. Spice is spice, literally spice is everything. Yeah, like if you try to eat raw meat with no seasoning, it's going to be nasty. You know what I mean? So literally, it's all about seasoning. And most seasonings are zero calories, so use your seasonings, people. Hell yeah. <laughs> I will say it's weird. I've I've seen like videos and I've seen people like 
get the ground beef and just eat the ground beef raw. And I'm just like, oh, no thanks. You know what bacteria is <laughs> in that? Don't even want to imagine how their stomach is. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so your first competition, how was that? Like, was it nerves? Uh, I know... Some get a uh, what's what's it called a posing coach. Uh, did you have everything like that? And of course, I I'm not a bodybuilder. I've Wait. never done it. So yeah, you, you do bodybuilding, not powerlifting. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Which gotcha. I, I'm actually considering doing powerlifting. So we'll see. Um, well, so so conveniently enough, my brother and his best friend are powerlifters. So uh, that's why. I, remember you mentioned that I didn't realize it was bodybuilding, not powerlifting. I thought he said powerlifting the other day. So. Yeah, I am getting more into that side of it now because I've been I've been bulking and enjoying eating more of what I want. But um, as far as the competition, man, uh, it was last April, and I prepped for I think it was fourteen weeks. So I had to track literally everything I ate, all my calories, macros, um, protein, carbs, and fats, um, and uh, it can get pretty intense, man, especially towards the end. Um, and kind of touching on, um, what we were talking about earlier, I've always like, I guess kind of wanted to see how far I can push myself and, you know, I want to reach my fullest potential in this life, man. So, um, that's kind of why I went into it and, um, yeah, it, it's definitely a sacrifice though. <laughs> like you got to think about like social life, eating out with other people. Um, uh, you got to like prep your food and bring it with you and um it just takes up a lot of time man like especially towards the end i would you know work eight to five um go to the gym my workout would be like hour hour and a half do some cardio maybe like 30 minutes and then yeah i had a posing coach um which we had i think the last month was the hardest because um that's when I got my coach too and, you know, started taking more and more time. And, um, yeah, <laughs> I think nice. that's it. Uh, real, uh, real quick. Uh, Ninja says, uh, I hosted up and I'll be lurking while prepping for my late night Warzone stream. If you're still on after I'll rate it up, much love to you guys. Can't wait to see more of your content. Appreciate it so much. Uh, uh, Cable361 says, yeah, you killed the competition. Love, Mel, and Caleb. Hey. What's up, Caleb <laughs> and Mel? Appreciate it. So during that last month, you said it was the hardest. Was it just because that, I guess, uh, repetition of, you know, go to work. Now I'm going to go work out. Now I'm going to hit up with my opposing coach. Okay, let me make sure I meal prep all my stuff. That starts to kind of wear on you, just the monotony of everything? Or... Was it yeah. just nerves started messing with you or? Yeah. Uh, honestly, like a lot of bodybuilding is really tough mentally. It's just as much of like, a, it's strenuous mentally as it is physical. Cause like touching on, on the mental health aspect, like that shit can fuck you up. Honestly, like, um, people come out with like eating disorders, you know, cause you're tracking food you're literally putting yourself on stage to get judged, right? So, like, you got to build a certain fortitude. And, like, if you're if you're not in the right space, like, going into a competition or something, like, honestly, I would 
like at least wait or you know get your mind right before then um and yeah that's that's kind of why i got into weightlifting too because it helps me um with my depression um and i feel like like the world's so crazy right now like what you were touching on earlier um with all the news and stuff i feel like it's something that i actually have control over right i can control what if i eat less i'm gonna lose weight if i eat more i'm gonna you know hopefully build muscle and depending on how i train um but yeah that's that's kind of why i got into it um and as far as that last month being draining i think it's more that mental aspect like once you get to a certain level of body fat man you just your your brain like i don't know man it's just a fog and like trying to get through workouts where you're eating like barely any calories i was down to 1400 calories a day there at the end and um Jeez. yeah man it's and it's weird right because some people would look at you like oh man you look great you know they think it's healthy but especially if you stay like below 10 percent body fat for you know extended periods of time man it'll take a toll on you like your hormones and you say 10 percent yeah holy yeah, yeah. Usually, like the guys that get on stage are probably around ten percent or even less. So, yeah, man, it, it's uh, it can be uh, stressful. A uh, real quick shout out to Cable Three Six One. Also, just followed the show. Appreciate it. Uh, appreciate the follow. Appreciate you coming in, showing some love. Now, Tyler, of course, I know you're kind of. Mike talked about battling depression and how it helps him and stuff. I know you've also been doing your own battling and everything. Uh, and we've talked off camera before, uh, about the things in our lives that have led us to the point where we're at. Uh, and you talked about your brother as well being into bodybuilding. Do you feel like where you're at right now in your stage in your life because because you're young i mean i'm i'm the old well dub who's not on camera yet it's the oldest one here and then it's me and then it's mike and, and then it's you uh tyler of course is only 24 right now so 20, he, 28 bro tw 28 my bad it was 24 when <laughs> when we met uh yeah 28 so he's still you know spring chicken uh do you feel like everything that's led in life has led you to where you're at right now? Do you feel like there's a, had you, how can I put it? The, has the depression made things for you harder in pushing forward? Cause I, I know as well, you were just talking about how, you're struggling to get back in that gym and keep the motivation going, especially after moving to a new city. Um, so my, the way, like we're doing reflection after trying to get on this journey. I've been trying to, I've been on this journey for since I was 16, like, but just uh, mentally shutting down whenever I get too busy in life has, I, I deflect. That's part of my depression is I deflect and I put my uh, mind into other aspects of life that aren't usually myself, other people's issues and helping other people better their lives. 
which is why I started caring more about myself, like self-care and caring more about my own mental health because I spent so long caring for everyone else. So just. Now, do you think, uh, again, none of us here are professionals at this. We're just bros giving opinions and everything like that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and hopes that somebody out there is in a similar situation and we can better their lives a little bit. Uh, you, of course, have, have lost your mom. Uh, do you feel like that played a big aspect in that depression hitting? Or do you feel like just kind of how some people just um, uh, unfortunately have depression, that chemical imbalance? Well, so... Pretty much, I feel like my depression started when I was, like, three. Because, like, dad walked out, started a new family immediately, like, dealt with my mom having to struggle and just poor living situations growing up in the south, in the ghetto in Hilliard, Florida. Like, it, it all started when I was a child, but it's all just the plate we're served and you just have to learn to deal with it the best you can. Uh, you, of course, uh, how, how much do you weigh right now? Um, I think I was at 669 last time I made myself. Gotcha. Uh, and that's gaining, that gained 10 pounds from when I started last year after I lost 80 pounds and then I gained it all back over moving and whatnot over the last six months. So, so. Uh, just, just so a quick, quick side note. Uh, when, when I go into this, I'm, I'm hoping Mike can elaborate a little bit. Uh, when I was researching this, my favorite person to read and watch some of their, their interviews and stuff like that, uh, was a lady named Wendy Suzuki. Uh, she is a psychiatrist and a neuroscientist, uh, for her, she says everything is kind of based off of in the temporal lobe, your your hippocampus, uh, how it retains knowledge, and basically you get into a not a rhythm, but a uh, oh help me out where you do the same thing pattern. Thank you. Uh, yeah, habit, habit. Thank you. Um, habit, yeah. Basically, if you can grind out the first three weeks of working out it then becomes habit forming to want to work out and your body will actually feel bad not working out. And we're not saying like go fucking grind two or three hours in the gym. We're talking, you know, walk for, for 30 minutes to an hour, you know, do some light lifting, you know, set aside 30 minutes to an hour every day for yourself to work out, to get your endorphins going and everything like that. And if you can grind out that three to four weeks, then your hippocampus will, will start kicking in and will start wanting you to form that habit and your body will start craving that, that rush from you working out. Uh, was, was that similar for what was happening with you, Mike? And is that something that you can maybe give for towards advice for Tyler, for him to get back in the gym and get grinding again? Yeah, yeah, and uh, I think that's definitely a good rule of thumb, 21 days to form a habit and stick with it, right? Um, 
Me, I, uh, I like to, I've purchased several, like, I guess, programs from different people. Um, like I said, Conscious Muscle was one of them. Um, and that really helps me because I'm very much a cre creature of habit. Um, if I have, like, a program, a plan in front of me, right, um, I, I'm going to uh, stick with that versus, like, I don't know, just showing up to the gym and doing whatever, you know, whatever I feel like. I feel like having a plan set forth beforehand, I think, definitely helps, at least for me, yeah. So would you recommend, Tyler, sit down and write out what he needs to do and everything like that? Uh, and I think I'm, you already I'm, have a program. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I believe well, at your last gym, you, you had a program, correct? Yeah. But now that I've switched to a new gym, I have to modify it because I don't have the same equipment that I had there. So, Yeah. What but, is it? Uh, Tomorrow, actually, I'm starting training with my brother and his friend, so we'll see how that goes. Nice. Uh, what is what is that like going to a gym? Basically, for for the both of you, Mike, you're going in, and a lot of people, you know, like especially when you're training, you know, they see this ripped guy and stuff. Do do you get people come in and ask you questions and everything like that? Versus Tyler, there's one of the things that I guess once we get into especially the mental side of it, uh, we'll, we'll of course touch on that later, but you have people that shy away from bigger people simply because they're, they're a bigger person for whatever reason. Um, you know, I, I said it at the beginning, I, I see Tyler like a little brother to me. He's one of the nicest, sweetest guys I know. But people will shy away from you just off of a uh, misjudgment uh, of you. So what has been y'all's experiences going to different gyms? You can go first. Oh, sorry. Um, hmm. I usually keep to myself. Like, I, I'm, my objective is to get in there and train and go home. But um, I'm definitely friendly. You know, I enjoy talking to other people, but I'm not going to go out of my way to, I guess, talk to other people. And I guess that reminds me, I don't know, you have, you have different types of people that go to the gym sometimes. Like, you have those people who think they know everything and will go up to random people and try to tell them what to do, right? And I just, yeah, I've never been that type of person. But I definitely enjoy talking, you know, training and nutrition. So, um yeah, so, I mean, so I guess so, so. You're just all about business. Go in there, get the workout, get your thing going. And then, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I got yeah. But if someone does talk to me, you know, I'm not yeah. I'm not gonna like, get mad about it or anything. So yeah. And Tyler. Um. So I've gone to a bunch of different gyms. So I've tried different style of gyms. Um. The train. The gym I was training at in Bellingham is. Uh, a majority of the people I go there are bodybuilders. Like they have a competition room, they have everything, like two sets of everything. Uh, that was probably the best gym I've ever been to. Friendliest people. Um, I think one of the, my bigger insecurities in going into a gym is not that I have a fear of people, but I have this like, it's kind of like a pride. Like my pride gets 
damage easily because like people don't believe that I have the ability to do things because of my size. But I've noticed that at my size, I'm a lot more capable than no, no, most people my size would be. Like I work a regular nine to five job. I go to work every day. I go to festivals. I go to events. I like obviously I suffer because like I'm a big guy and that's a lot of weight to put on my ankles and stuff. But like I live, try to live a normal life. Like I don't let my size get me down. And a lot of people, when I go to the gym, like I notice that they like, will look at me, but like I try not to let it bug me as much because I'm doing my thing and they're doing their thing. Like if they want to judge me. That's up to them. But most people are really nice. I don't have any issue with people at the gym. Haven't at least yet. So I'll take that as a positive. Well, I, I want to touch base on something. Uh, Cody's question he asked. By the way, y'all, uh, I'm sorry. I'm Mark. I'm I'm late. I had to take care of. A, I have a special needs son. I had to take care of him. So oh, you're all good, man. Glad you guys are on board. So one thing I want to. Uh, jump onto that with Cody's topic is about me. So before the pandemic, I was really active. I would go to LA fitness and I would play basketball Monday through Friday. I would get there at 4 PM when the good runs were going and I would play till 11 PM at night, pretty much every day. I'm talking like I'm drenched in sweat. I was good. I was a bigger guy, you know, not big, big, but I was bigger just because as Cody would tell you all my years of music, I drank a lot. I drank and ate like shit, like ungodly. Uh, you know, before being in a band, you know, I played sports my whole life, skateboarded, so I was smaller and I was good, but as I got older and the music came, the weight came and stuff like that, but I've always been really active in sports and athletic. So the pandemic came and, you know, I gained weight like a lot of people did, and I'm still big and I'm doing better now, getting my rhythm back. But going back to what I was saying, before the pandemic, I actually would work part-time when I was starting school at LA Fitness. You know, uh, I was in charge of all the sports programs. And the one thing that I noticed, and I'm pretty sure, uh, I'm sorry, I'm bad with names. You on the left, what's your name? The bodybuilder? It's you good, uh, man. Mike. Uh, Mike, there you go. Mike and Tyler. I'm terrible, so, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, and you going in, do you feel someone that works out all the time and goes to the gym that I feel the gym culture has become real toxic? Like I've noticed a lot of TikToks and videos where they're someone that's filming somebody doing the wrong workout or it's someone that's big and look at that. I'm like, bro, like, yeah, why not help that person instead of make fun of that person? Like, you know, right. that, at least that person's there. Like they went there to oh, better yeah. themselves, you know, like they went there to better themselves and then you're using it for views and you're belittling them. And then what does that do? Like there was one I saw where, uh, uh, personal trainer was filming an older lady who went through suppression and gained weight and she's trying to get on the grind and they just like she's like making fun of her and the lady turns around and goes can you stop filming they're filming it's like you know like and you're a gym professional like you're supposed to help these people like to me that correlates to like the whole thing like depression you know so like people that want to get in shape to what Cody was saying, and I've asked a lot of people before this segment, I've asked a lot of people on my Facebook, and they've said they don't like going to the gym because they're afraid. Because yeah. the people that go there, you know, like these bodybuilders, all these people, they look at you, they make fun of you, you see a phone out. It's like, I'm trying to go better myself. I can't feel safe in the gym. I mean, do you think, the as someone that's there, that the gym culture is toxic? And it's Tyler, like what Cody's saying, 
do you also felt that too that people were kind of like look at you different like look at this guy like bro i'm just trying to better myself but people are making fun behind closed doors you know what i mean yeah oh man that sucks to hear man um i think i mean fortunately i haven't had any bad experiences but um i think everyone does definitely go through that going to the gym right they're worried about maybe being judged um but everyone's on their own journey man and uh man that really sucks to hear that you know people can do like that sometimes um but for the most part what i've seen like most people are pretty encouraging or keep to themselves like they're going in there to work on themselves and that's it um and i just honestly go to a community gym here yeah uh, uh, real quick to touch on that i would say also a lot of that's probably from from what i've seen and from what i've experienced before uh in it as well a lot of that's at your bigger gyms like Gold's Gym and all that kind of stuff. That's where you see a lot of the, I guess, hate and shame. Uh, if you're dealing, yeah, if you're going to like a, a smaller like gym where it's a tight knit community, like hell, the on Navarro for for Mike, uh, the church's chicken that closed down on Navarro, there was the gym right behind that one. Uh, I used to go to that one and it was, a. Uh, my dad actually used to go to that one too. Uh, it was a smaller community, a little, little bitty metal building that just had a bunch of weights and workout shit in it. And the community there was really, really accepting. Yeah. Whereas you go to like any time fitness and if you go at the wrong time, you're running into douchebags. So it really depends on the gym that you're going to as well. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say that. Um, I mean, if you can't, if you have a shitty experience like that, like I would try to find another gym. But I think for the most part, like, um, I think we kind of get in our own heads and are worried about what other people think. But I think <laughs> hopefully most people are, you know, are there to work on themselves and not judge everyone else. So, yeah, I feel you. And then I'm going to get it before the end of the show. But there is a guy that I follow on Facebook, he's a professional bodybuilder forgot his name bro but he's super awesome bro he's ripped bro but he um people send him a lot of tiktoks and youtubes that what i was the issues i'm talking about and he addresses everything and like all the people that are getting made fun of these videos he like flies them out and he like trains them for free for like six weeks like i'll send john awesome. oh man he's an awesome dude but yeah i i just i just hate that you know that it, it's it's like that sometimes you know yeah yeah, you'll find a lot of bodybuilders, too, are actually pretty friendly. Like, at the competition I was at, like, I didn't encounter anyone that was, like, mean or anything overly egotistical, so. And then, Tyler, like you, like you said you had the pride. Like, is that something, too, you know, maybe? I'm not saying, I mean, hopefully, you know, you didn't encounter it because I would not wish that I had stuck. But, you know, have you ever had an issue like that or just felt like maybe people were looking at you different? Uh, to avoid that and for my own to avoid my own discomfort, I actually started filming myself, and I started making YouTube videos when I started working out. Oh yeah. So kind of just like to give myself my own power, I started making videos because I I don't like being in the spotlight, but it gave me more uh, two different aspects to look at. So aside from, uh myself physically and mentally i was uh i guess socially trying to present myself better 
So uh, kind of just stepping out of my comfort zone in multiple aspects of my journey. So that's awesome, man. That that's actually really really good. You know, because it, it's it's it, it builds that confidence, and then also if you see someone doing that. And they're, you know, trying to put you as the center of attention or something. You know, you've, like you said, you've already built that confidence to kind of like, all right, I can take this. Like, what are you doing? You know what I mean? That's really, that's exactly. Actually, that's really badass, bro. Uh, real quick, Tyler, uh, you want to plug your YouTube real quick? Uh, yeah, my YouTube is TomD underscore lifestyle. Uh, I haven't posted it in like six months because I moved, but uh, I'm working on getting back into it. And. Because my whole, my, so it's not a fitness YouTube, it's a lifestyle YouTube. So I try to do a new activity a week or just have like real conversations about my struggles, kind of just um, give people an experience that you don't really see in the weight loss community because a lot of them focus on their journeys, but like a lot of them don't focus on experiencing life. And that's my big thing about life because as a child, I skated, I biked, I ice skated, I played hockey. I, like, I did all these things as a bigger kid. Like, I've always been bigger. But, like, um, I got into the healthcare field and I that's when I, like, gained most of my weight. was went from 350 to probably 600. I don't even know because I didn't weigh myself for five years. So, and I, the whole time I thought, I was like, oh, I'm 300, 400 pounds. And then my brother's like, you should buy a scale. So I bought like a scale that I like, was like goes up to 700 pounds. And I was like, I hopped on. And I was like, I weigh 640 pounds. Are you freaking serious right now? Like that was April of 2020. And I got the biggest uh, realization of my life that I, I weighed over 600 pounds. Now you talk about the, uh, the, weight loss community and stuff uh you do have certain people in that community uh man i'm trying to think of the the hashtag i'm pretty sure i wrote it down on one of these the the health at any size yeah health at any size now so on that top i don't follow a lot of the um weight loss community because of a lot of reasons but would, you, a, would you say that the the weight loss the the health at any size in that community is more toxic than going to any gym yes because it's found it's founded on a good basis but it's been mangled by so many different perspectives that it's it's like anything that gets a following that blows up it goes down a rabbit hole of reform and it loses its meaning after, like throughout it like yeah i will say the the premise of it is good i'm trying to think of the the doctor that actually wrote the the original book, Health at Any Size. I'm actually trying to look it up uh, right now because the the premises that she uses were good, but the fact that she she states that there is no link between uh, your weight and 
medical illnesses and stuff. There's some off the wall shit that she says that is just I, makes you want to just smack the shit out of her. But it is proven. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. It is proven that there are healthy big people, which is what that premise is based off of. Okay, so my my rebuttal to that is, is this: uh, Lindo Bacon, Lindo Bacon, health at every size. Uh, the surprising truth about your weight. Uh, that's the book that kind of started it all. Started the Hayes movement. Um, thank you, Google. Um, so if you actually dive into that a little bit, because I I did look into that, uh, where yes, you do see a lot of bigger people that their numbers because that that's what they base everything off of is your numbers uh i could take blood right now and you be healthy but that's not saying that your your numbers look healthy but that's not saying that further down the line that you're not making yourself more open to disease and everything like that compared to a I don't want to say average or, or normal, like a, I guess you could just say a smaller individual. Yeah. So honestly, it goes, just letting everyone know, I, I have my bachelor's in nursing. I'm an RN. So uh, with that being said, it, what Cody was saying, it is true. And there's two sides. So like, I'll use me example. Uh, first of all, I'm going to go back. He said the healthcare workforce as someone in the healthcare field it's funny because we're healthcare professionals and yet go to any hospital and the nurse's station is the most unhealthiest place you will ever see in your life it is ridiculous like me and my wife are both rns and we literally have to bring our own snacks it's 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 crazy bro like the shit they eat but vaccine said yes like i had my normal physical checkup you know what you do when you get older because i'm getting old as shit now and I'm not as big as, I'm not as small, as, as small as I used to be. I've gained weight. I'm bigger. But cholesterol was good. Uh, blood pressure is good. Uh, arteries are good. Everything was good for me. Numbers were good. Boom, 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 boom. So I'm big, but I'm labeled healthy by all my numbers, which is what you kind of go for. But at the same time, what Cody's saying is true. But being bigger, I have more mass. So... When I get sick, I'll use Cody. When Cody's smaller than me, so if we both get sick, like we both had COVID, right? I got sick as fuck. I was on my damn near deathbed. You know, he was fine. And that goes back to the weight. Like, yes, health-wise, numbers are good. But because of my fat index and more of my mass, it puts more pressure on my body to work hard. It puts more pressure on my lungs to work hard. It puts more pressure on my immune system to work hard. So... Yeah, that is true. And I think that's what, and when you were telling me about what that woman was saying, that's why I was like, hey, she's, she's talking some funny shit. That doesn't, that doesn't make sense, you know? And then also, she also believes that what you were saying, because I've read that book before, that there is no link between uh, being overweight and medical conditions. Like, she doesn't believe in thyroid conditions and other stuff like that, that partake in you gaining weight. You know, there are people that it's medical, like it's hard to lose weight. Like, you know, they have issues like that. You know what I mean? So I just wanted I just want to jump in on that because that is true. And I, I need to get in shape because I'm telling you, man, you, you go to a nurse station and the first thing you walk in there is fucking donuts and shit tons of coffee. It's ridiculous. Right. So I, I, I want to do a quick experiment. Uh, 
I'm going to read the, I guess you could say, the jacket preview of this book. And then I'll get Mike and Tyler's opinion uh, on just just this little jacket. Uh, it says, fat isn't the problem. Dieting is the problem. A society that rejects anyone whose body shape or size doesn't match an impossible ideal is the problem. A medical establishment that equates thin with health is the problem. The solution, and then it's a question mark. Um, I guess I'll go. Um, I think, I think there's a little bit of truth in there. Like certain, certain um, stats like BMI maybe aren't the best. Like I, my BMI is over the average. Um, but you know, you can look at other things like percentage body fat and. I think as a society, like, I think we've made some good progress because, like, fat phobia isn't cool at all, right? Fuck that. But um, I think I think we've gone from, like, one extreme to the other because we have, we have some people that if you, if you want to better yourself, they see that as a negative thing. They're like, oh, man, you should be comfortable with wherever you're at, right? And to like give you flack for that and I, i've seen that um and i but, think i think tyler sorry to to bust in i think tyler can can attest to uh when i was researching this that that's honestly the biggest downfall for this haze community uh a lot of the the people in the haze community if you they almost try and guilt trip you into staying like bigger right uh they don't want you because they, they feel like it's against the, the ideals. Um, at least from my research and, and looking at videos and watching videos and, and trying to talk with people, uh, that's the biggest thing that I've found is they try and bully you into staying bigger. Yeah, it's almost like they've become the very thing they were trying to fight, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, like, if someone, as long as you're doing it, you know, for yourself, right? If you want to improve the way you look, then go for it, like. Yeah, yeah um, I agree, I agree, and back, and like Cody was saying, and everything, like, and you were saying, Mike, it, it, it's true, like, they do guilt trip you, saying that way, and uh, I use my wife, my wife is my biggest advocate to get in shape, get back in shape, and get back on the grind because she's been a nurse longer than me and she says it best like yeah your numbers are good like Cody was saying but the bottom line is if you are big overweight you know you may not feel it now but you won't live to be an 80 or 70 and have a good you know your life will, will, could get could get cut short you could end up I'm not going to say you could end up you go that's where diabetes come in. That's where, you know, your hypertension comes in and gets bad. And I agree that they do guilt trip, guilt trip people that want to get in shape and better themselves. And that's just, I don't know why they do that. It's just, it puzzles me. I think it's less of a guilt trip thing as more of a, they want people to love themselves in a toxic way. There you go. That, that's it, probably the best I've ever heard that. What it is. On, what it, what it, the way I see it is, people want people to be comfortable in their skins, but they don't want people to see that their faults are what are the issue. 
they want people to be happy in a society that is very contradicting to people's vision of themselves, but they do it in a way that comes off as very aggressive and not supportive. I agree. Now, we'll... Uh, oh, God, I... I will just say a model because I'm I'm trying my damnedest not to just say her name. We'll just, just say just say a model. Uh, all right, fuck it. So Tess Holiday, Tess Holiday has come out and stuff. And what's what's crazy is she started that the hashtag uh, f f your body standards or, or f body standards or something like that. Now. It's funny that she makes it body standards instead of body standard. Uh, the fact that it's pluralized when she admits to all of her magazine shoots and everything like that. What up, Nilski? Nilski comes in and says, hey. What up, uh, fucking, she said that on all of her magazine shoots and everything like that, like they do touch it up. They all of her photos are doctored and everything like that. So you're conforming to all the body standards that you're preaching against. The only one that you're like, honestly, truly advocating for is being bigger. Uh, but again, it's pandering. Yeah. It's pandering to an audience. Yeah. Uh, but what's crazy is it's like you go up and you can say, Hey, yes, you you present yourself well. You carry yourself well. You can tell you take care of yourself. You do your makeup good. Like you make yourself presentable and you make yourself attractive. But you are four hundred and something pounds. You are a, a a bigger woman. You are at an unhealthy. Uh, she is at the morbidly obese range. You are in that that danger zone. And she just says, "Oh, you're just being fat phobic." I'm sorry that I'm not really trying to be that. Okay, there's a difference between speaking facts and being fat phobic. Like, you being of a bigger stature, as you were saying earlier, is something that will cause a ton of issues. Like, I'm surprised I don't have more health issues than I would expect to have with how much my heart goes through, how much my joints go through. Like I consider myself lucky, like 100%. But I will say this also, you know, you did say you're, you're 28 right now. If you go yeah. another 10 years at 38, uh, which I'm 37, I'll be 38 this year. You know, if in 10 years you, if you stay at, you know, or hovering around the 650 mark, and you continue to put your body through that for 10 years. And we compare where I'm at right now to where your knees and your ankles and everything like that. Do you, how do you think they would stack up? Um, okay, so I'm going to kind of touch a little touchy subject just because. So my mom was also a bigger lady. And that is ultimately what, why she didn't survive. Because she had cervical cancer. She should have been able to survive the surgery. But because of her weight, they gave her a 6% chance of recovery afterwards. And she kind of just gave up because she couldn't do anything. And that's one of my biggest fears is she was 40, she was 43 when she passed away. Sorry, man. That's literally le- like less than 15 years for me. 
and and I agree, man. And 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 first of all, I'm so sorry for that because that your your mom was young. You know, what I mean, and anyone going young, you know, um, and it's true. It's uh, I tell my patients, you know, what I mean, and I use I use me example. Um, I've been working out better. I've been eating better. I've been on the grind. Uh, I'm playing more basketball to get my cardio up. You know, me and my wife take the dogs walking. So we have a new thing. We take the dogs daily for an hour a day. We take the walk, uh, the dogs for a walk. You know, we're trying to be healthy because I know I'm 40. I turned 41 this year and I know that I'm not huge. You know, I'm not big, big, but I am bigger. And I know from a professional standpoint is that if I don't nip it in the butt soon, you know, I'm not going to see my grandkids. You know, I'm not going to see my kids walk my daughter walk down the aisle. You know, I want, there's a lot of things I'm going to miss is going to cut short. And I tell my patients that. And I think what Cody was saying with the model, it does that. Like, yeah, I'm all about love yourself. But at the same time, it's like you have to know the consequences that loving yourself certain ways are going to bring. And that's just harsh reality. That's just facts. And that's but you should love yourself enough to take action. Exactly. Like I love my, I love myself and my kids so much that, okay, I use the whole pandemic thing for a while for an excuse. Okay, I can't use it no more. Pandemic's done. We've been open now. So now I got to get my ass back on the grind. Like I went and bought a fucking Peloton. Like I'm getting back on it. Like there's no more excuses. <laughs> and I think that's the problem. Yeah, it's fun. I'll be on the Swiss Alps and shit. You know, I'm fucking. Land <laughs> uh, but uh, but it goes to that. You know, like that's what it is. And like you said, love yourself, but love yourself to change. And people like her, they don't give a shit about you. They're doing that. You know why? So they make money off you. They literally, the marketing, and I will say this right now, the plus size, bigger, like female, uh, I, I don't, I don't want to say fan base, but like demographic, you know how much money they spend on bigger lingerie, on bigger this and bigger that. I looked all this up. Like they make a lot of money. So they're keeping them here. Like, oh, love yourself the way you are. They don't give a shit about you. They're just making money. As Holiday is worth $5 million. Yep. Jesus. Uh, also, I don't know if y'all saw where uh, Lizzo has her own show now on Amazon Prime called Big Girls. And it's it's nothing but just... Didn't she just lose a ton of weight too? Yeah, yeah but she gained it all back or something like that. Rebel uh, Wilson... That one right there. Okay, I, I, I just I, saw her for the first time, and I didn't recognize her. I was so I was like, "That's amazing!" Like, you know what she did? She said she walked an hour a day for a whole year. She would do light hit workouts. She changed up her diet to be clean, and that's all she did because she said, "I love myself to change myself." And you know what's crazy? The big girl community is shaming her. I I heard about that. They're literally making fun of her, saying that oh. You conformed to what they want you to be. Like, you should have loved yourself to stay fat. She's like, no, I love myself. I don't want to fucking die, you fucking idiots. Like, that's crazy. So I just put that in. I know we don't have a woman on the panel, but Mike, I believe, didn't Mercedes kind of start a workout journey with you as you were going as well? Uh, How has, has that helped you having a partner there that, also will push you and you push her and how is it different working out with uh, a woman versus working out with a man? 
Oh, for sure. Yeah, it helps having a, a supportive partner, definitely. And <laughs> you mentioned prep earlier. Yeah, she helped me during my competition, like prep all of my food. So I couldn't have done it without her. But um, as far as working out, it helps. I mean, regardless, male or female, it helps having a partner kind of holding you accountable, right? Um, if you can both go at the same time. We should use, we'll like be working out next to each other, but we're each doing our own thing. And um, yeah, it just helps like dedicating, you know, that block of the day to getting in your physical activity, you know, um, definitely helps having that. And uh, yeah, so that's it. Cool. What's your uh, training schedule like? Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, you're good. Me? Man, it's a sacrifice, man. I spent a lot of time. I wish I had more time for games and stuff, but um, I usually train five or six days a week. Um, I'd say probably like an hour and a half um, in the evenings. I usually go after work. So. <laughs> Now, I'll say this. I mean, the fact that you say, you know, you, you train an hour and a half in the evenings. Like, my my kids like to go for a walk, and so we walk a mile and a half. Uh, I need to start doing it again. We used to do it every day. We've been slacking, of course, because of the Texas can't make up its goddamn mind what, what the weather <laughs> wants to do. Uh, but e even then, when we would go, we'd walk a mile and a half. I mean, that was, you know, 45 minutes or so, like, that um so i could just imagine walking just as like the warm-up for a mile and a half i need to come inside and do light lifting and then boom there's my hour and a half of work like it it really is just locking in that mindset of i'm gonna do this uh cable says facts on the texas weather uh it i i feel like it really is just locking in that mindset of saying you know what I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this for me. I'm going to do this for my family, for my kids, you know, for, cause again, for me, I, I have my kids to think about, uh, but it's having that mental fortitude to just say, I'm going to fucking do it. Uh, I know it gets a little bit harder for some, you know, we, we've talked about depression and everything like that. Uh, but it, it's just, as hard as it is, you just got to fucking grit your teeth and fucking bear it. That, that, I mean, that again, so that's my opinion. My starting workout was literally 22 minutes of cardio from my trainer. But my, my, where I, everything changed is my meal plan. I'm at 2,200 calories a day, six meals a day, and it's all clean protein. And it's the hardest thing ever. I feel like I'm eating all the time and I'm never <laughs> hungry, but I've like, it, I cut so much. Most of my weight was from that when I was actually losing weight consistently was the whole diet change that like my cardio was, my workout was so minimal, but it like did a ton for boosting my metabolism and whatnot. Yeah. And that's badass too. Cause I, and I think a lot of people, uh, get that. So where I work at, uh, they move me in different wings. So I've been in the wings when we get people that get gastric bypasses and stuff like that. And that's the one thing we tell them, you know, the doctors tell them, you know, is, you know, people get the false hope of like, well, if I eat less and work out, I'll be good. It's like, no, your metabolism is actually going to shit because it's not working. The more you eat, I don't, you know, and like you said, six meals a day, like you're not 
pigging out, but you're eating more, you're eating frequently, so your metabolism is constantly... It's caloric deficit more yeah. so than restricting calories. Exactly. And that's that's good. And I think a lot of people get lost to that. They eat... Because I believe for my my body weight to calories burned uh, is like 5,200 calories a day just in, by adding minimal activity. So by eating 2,200 calories, I've still learned burning 3,300 calories Damn. but my body is energized like it's not starving itself which is my my bad habit is liquid sugar and not eating properly i'll eat like one big meal a day and i just consume sugar that's my that's my advice is liquid calories uh, real, real quick nilski says people can lose crazy amounts of weights just by walking just got to be consistent and then yep. uh extra basic says i've been slowly omitting processed foods from my diet and the energy boost has been amazing exactly processed uh, food, anything from boxes like especially stuff from but that was my main problem back like in band when being the band is you know eating anything from a box is just bad for you you know what i mean and but it's everywhere. Your hamburger helper, your macaronis, ramens, like all that stuff. It's just so bad for you. But that's good. That's Cody good. and I the other night we were actually talking about meals because I was saying how it's cheaper for me to eat uh, quick and easy as a single person. And he was talking about feeding a whole family. And yeah, definitely. Uh, shoot. Yeah, sugar. we can jump into that. Uh, Okay. Well, before we jump into that, I, I had something I did want to ask since we are talking about like working out and stuff like that. Uh, I'll ask the question. I'll give my thoughts on it, but then I would love to get all three of you, uh, y'all's thoughts on it. Now, fasting can be an okay thing as long as it's in small portions. But uh, I think where a lot of people go wrong is that when you fast for too long and then you do eat, your body will say, okay, hey, we know now we're used to not eating as much. So it stores more of what you're eating uh, and you will actually balloon up because your body will start trying to hold more of the fats and everything in because it's used to not eating. Um, and, and I can pull up stats to, to prove that. Um, it's your body goes in starvation mode. Yeah, exactly. So it just absorbs the nutrients too fast for it to properly digest them. And, and it starts sparing itself out and purposely digesting them slower because it knows that it's basically in starvation mode of, hey, we're not going to eat again for a while. We need to hold this in. Uh, so I was going to ask y'all, have y'all tried the, the fasting method? Uh, has it worked for you? What, cause again, intermittent fasting, I I've seen good, good things with, but for the people that I knew a guy that fasted for an entire month of strictly water and vitamins, and he ended up collapsing at work. Uh, and he was almost there. It was like day, like 25 or 26 and he collapsed at work. Uh, but he was trying to do the 30 day saw a YouTube series about a guy doing that. Yeah. So I, I was going to get y'all's opinion on that and what y'all, what y'all think about it. Yeah. So I'll go first real quick. So mine will be short on that. Uh, yes, I have done intermediate fasting cause that's what my wife did. Uh, after my wife, we had three kids, you know, uh, Cody will tell you, uh, my middle son who specializes, we went through a lot of trouble with him. Uh, he was in a coma for two years. 
She lived at the hospital. Yeah. Stuff got crazy. She gained a lot of weight. She gained a lot of weight. Uh, and she lost a fuck ton of weight. Now she looks like how she met we when I met her. So I'm like, fuck, I got to get in shape because you're looking all fine and shit over here. And my fucking chubby ass is over here. So I got to get the ball rolling. But she did intermediate fasting. Uh, and I used to do it because my best friend Marcos did it. And Marcos is ripped. He's doing good. And what I would do is I wouldn't eat past 7 o'clock. That's what, like, I would have my meal 7, 7.30. I'd have my good meal. Give it a couple hours to digest. And I wouldn't eat. If I got hungry, I'd drink water. And when I'd wake up in the morning, I would have a cup of coffee. I'd have you know water. And then around 10, 30, 11, that's when I would eat. My window would be from like 11 to like 7. That'd be my window I would eat. And then at 7, boom, I'm done eating, and I would not eat until, you know, 10, 30, 11 o'clock the next day, which what Cody was saying, that intermediate fasting, it worked for me really well. I need to get back on it. But as far as, like, fasting like that, no, man, like, you got to eat, bro. Like, I, like, and like you said, people, and that's just me being in, in with nursing, like, you got to eat. Like, you cannot, like, even I'm half Middle Eastern, so even – when you go to Ramadan, it's, they don't eat during the day, but at night, they go buck wild. They're eating, the boom, they're just consuming calories, boom, 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 boom. So the sun comes up, boom, they don't eat nothing, don't drink nothing. And the sun goes down, then they eat. So you have to eat. But as far as like the fasting like that, I've never done that just because I know that it's not going to work. It's going to damage you more than anything. So that's my take on it. Tyler or Mike, whoever wants to go first. <laughs> Tyler? Oh, you can go. <laughs> I don't have an opinion on it because it. I looked into it, overwhelmed me. So I, there's an oversaturation of information for losing weight, and I got overwhelmed, and that's part of what's hindered a lot of my progress, and which is why I got a trainer because I don't know anything. I like to think I know everything, but I don't. <laughs> See, this is why I kind of wanted to have, you know, everybody on as well and, and again in hopes that somebody is on the cusp of hey wanting to make that change and hopefully we're we're the show that you know foot to ass hey yeah let, let's get it let's get after it uh but i do also want to dispel some things uh if if we can like hey we've tried it or we know people have tried it yeah it, it's bad news um but of course that that's my opinion i'm not a professional <laughs> yeah me neither <laughs> uh, personally i'm not the biggest fan of it i think it can be beneficial for people trying to lose weight like if you have a certain window of time where you don't eat like ultimately the goal is to be in a caloric deficit right you eat less calories than you're um than you're burning uh and you're gonna lose weight and if if that helps people then hey stick with it but um i think um optimally like and especially if you're trying to gain weight i probably wouldn't recommend it um but uh yeah i think it's kind of one of those fads man i at least i think like you you got these fad diets kind of coming in every once in a while you had atkins back in the day you have keto and stuff now and uh which i mean can be beneficial in certain cases too um again Hey, if it works for you, stick with it. That's kind of my opinion. And you brought something up real quick is uh, 
So I had my clinical. Uh, I'm doing clinicals right now at uh, university. And we had a patient come in, chest pain, all this stuff. Person was in shape, you know. Well, I'm going to say standard wise. So they were skinny. They were, you know, they, they looked in shape. And you know, you're having a heart attack. You know, you're having issues. I work out. I do this. I run every day. Okay. I do keto. There you go. That's your problem. <laughs> That's your problem. Like, yeah, I'm less of a fan of keto. Oh, keto than anything keto, else. Keto is the worst. If you want to kill yourself young, do keto. And this is why. And these are facts. These are straight facts. You can look them up. And this is me from experience working in the healthcare field. A lot of ketos is if you do like lettuce and chicken, okay, I get that. You're not carbs, but you need carbs for energy. There's healthy carbs. You need them for energy. But a lot of ketos, what they do is um, I've seen stuff, uh, cheese tacos with bacon, all this stuff. It's non-carb. I'm like, you're literally stuffing yourself with your arteries are going to get clogged. You're going to get plaque. You're going to have to get a shunt. We're going to have to go in there and put a pick line in you to put nutrients into your bloodline because you're literally clogging your veins. And also at the same time, your plaque is building up. That's why I hate keto. And then they're like, what do you mean? And we had to break it down. Like, like I just told y'all. And then they were just like, like, but they said, it's a way. Yeah, you're going to lose weight, but your heart. And like, and I think that's a lot of those fad diets. It's going to burn weight, but yeah. your inside, your organs, where it matters is going to take the hit. That's look at Atkins died of a heart attack. Eat lots of red meat. Boom. Dies of a heart attack. I'm like, come on, dude. Like, Really? Like, that's why fad, I, 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 the intermittent fasting, it's not really a fad diet. It's like a, yeah. a window, but like what you were saying, the fad diets, that is the number one thing that I think damages people more than anything is the fad, is the fad diet. So, uh, keto, keto actually helped me start my journey, but then I transitioned to a proper diet. It's where I, I think, I, so I, April 2020 is when I like fully committed to my journey. And then I, so I like started uh, doing like low carb with like my brother and he was like, helped me like transition in clean eating as for like a month before I went back home, back to Bahia and just switch gyms and whatnot. Um, I lost 40 pounds on in like a month from doing keto. But I, I didn't do like, actual keto so like it wasn't like tracking my like uh the, i can't i don't remember the term whatever it is but uh it was a more of like a low carb low calorie yeah. thing more so yeah. than a keto thing and i think that's where a lot of people struggle is like doing because like doing keto you end up cutting a lot of calories but a lot of people as you said do all cheese butter sour cream things that aren't carbs but they're high calories high oils, high fats. But uh, if you like, if you follow a proper keto diet, it reg- you regulate your fat consumption and your cholesterol. But a lot of people don't do that. They're just like, oh, it doesn't have carbs? I can eat it. It doesn't have carbs? I can eat it. You know, like, And that's where keto gets a bad rap, in my opinion, is people don't know how to follow it properly. So do you think maybe that there needs to be more of like, you know, like more education of how to properly do it? Oh, 100%. Because uh, I follow, I followed, I don't follow him anymore, but uh, he on he was a, made videos on Facebook. He was, I think he was like Keto Dad or something like that. But like, 
he would make these meals, but he would make them easy, which anything you do properly easily isn't the best way to do it. He just didn't use any actual facts when he was preparing these meals. He was just showing people how to make quick, easy meals. Like those cheese tacos you talked about, I saw him make those, and I was like, that you could see the grease on the pan when he took it. I was like, that is not what you want to consume. Like, see, it's just there's uh, real, real no oversaturation uh, of information. I die quick says Atkins worked for me. Salad, tuna, and eggs. Uh, Nilski said it's all butter and bacon and oil for the keto folks. LOL. And it's true. And like exactly. what I'm saying is like, and I think that's where they get that lost is yes, you're, I think when there's a certain misconception in the weight loss community for people getting into it, you know, and I've done it, you know, even before being a nurse and starting off and, you know, I talk to people as it happens, you, you get misinformation, you get ill-informed. And I think the main thing they have is they're thinking losing weight instead of thinking losing weight, but also being healthy inside. Cause you want it's- to be healthy inside. A lot of people see it as a diet instead of a proper lifestyle change. That is a that, and that's something that's helped me a lot is seeing it as bettering my life, not temporarily getting better. That's perfect. That what you said is yeah. fucking spot on. That's, that's, well that's what I was gonna say. I mean, ultimately, you want to think about something that's sustainable, right? Are you gonna be able, if someone is gonna go keto and it works for them? Are you gonna be able to maintain that, you know, for the rest of your life? Are you? And if you can, you know, it's something you do before vacation, not you do for the rest yeah, of your life. Yeah. Like you want to make, again, back to habits. You want to make sustainable habits that you can stick with. Um, yeah. like you get on that yo-yo diet trend. Yeah, exactly. Which is actually what happened to me. Honestly, is like, I was great for eight months and then my life kind of got overwhelming and I yeah. lost all my progress. Yeah. Kind of like, people, too. Yeah, like people go on the sauna and lose fucking 10 pounds with water weight and like oh i'm losing weight and then they drink some and they blow up I'm like yeah you just did a quick fix you know what i mean you really another did. another thing that's helped me is not weighing myself so often i do monday morning and friday morning or i do it once a week it just it just depends on where i'm at progress wise but like uh i used to obsess so once i bought my scale i obsessed over my weight that was a big issue that i was struggling with because like i would like weigh myself and then the next day i'd weigh myself like why what and then you realize that you fluctuate anywhere from five to ten pounds depending on a lot of different factors so well real quick i'm pretty sure cody's gonna have something to bring up so i want to ask all three of y'all do y'all think that a lot of people starting off weight loss which does with everyone and i did it for me you think it's still bad that they get confused of like what's a healthy food to eat and what's not. Like for example, was like corn. People think corn is is as healthy as and it's really not. It's it's high in carbs and if you eat it too much and not the right way, you know it's going to turn into glucose. So it's going to you know your I mean, body can't digest corn. Like you don't get yeah. any nutrients from it. Yeah. So do you think a lot of people get that lost? Where like what's healthy? Oh, because it's the vegetable. I can eat it, but they don't know exactly per se. You know what I mean? Like what is actually beneficial to them? Oh, one hundred percent. Avocados are great for that. Because uh, they are a healthy fat, but if you overconsume it, it's still fat. True. Yeah, I think that's definitely an issue. There's 
too much information out there, it's hard to filter through and know what's actually good and helpful, right? It's terrifying how much information there is. And I'm telling you, and this is why I tell people, and I know we're a show that, and I'm contradicting myself because we're a show that does it, but I don't believe shit that's on the internet. That's just me. I mean, I can look up facts and numbers, and I am guilty of going by it, but... Except us. Everything we say is gospel. Believe us. (laughs) Sub to us. If you sub to us, more facts come out. The more subs you are, the more facts that come out. But I think that's the biggest thing is what Tyler said is, and Mike was saying off that too. It's, 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 it's that it's the, I think the internet is, is horrible. It's just so much information and you can be any asshole and get on the fucking internet and write something and say, it's a fucking fact. You know what I mean? I think that's the hardest. Mike, I have a question for you. Yeah, w- Wikipedia is open source. I can go in right now and click on editing a Cody's, Wikipedia page. And Cody's seven foot tall, played for the Dallas Mavericks for ten years. I can do that right now. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, Mike, I do. You said you were a. Can I, can I ask one question real fast? Okay, and then I want to touch on what he said. Okay, so you, Mike, you said you were a smaller guy before you started lifting, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, whenever you were, did you research? He was. I worked with him at UPS, and he was scrawny. (laughs) Did you do a lot of research before you got into bodybuilding, or did you just jump into it? Yeah, I mean, um, (coughs) there are a couple of, like, there's, like, this evidence-based bodybuilding community that kind of goes off of research and stuff, and there's so much bro science out there, you know, that just gets passed around at the gym, but... um, I'm always trying to learn, man. There are like a couple of good um good guys that I look up to like on YouTube or on social media. Um that from what I can tell usually put out good information. So um but again, yeah, there's all kinds of influencers and stuff that just uh put out whatever's gonna get them, you know, views or whatever. Get the clickbait. And and, and I like you brought up that word because there's actually uh meme that my friend posted me helped me get back in shape i saw a youtube video like what you just said is money like bro science is so damaging it's ridiculous like bro science is god awful like but unfortunately we live in a society that what a lot of people base goose says okay keep your secrets (laughs) (laughs) goose uh, real quick to to uh, touch on what what Mark said about somebody not knowing what to eat. Uh, the problem is a lot of us, like again, I'm I'm in my my mid to late thirties. Dubs in his early sixties. Bitch. <laughs> Bitch, I'm forty, motherfucker. Uh, yeah, he's in. You know, he's forty. So we learned the food pyramid, which. We we now know is just trash. Dogs, dogs, yeah. Dogs, but dogs. what what we learned compared to what is out now, the my plate, which they just talk about vegetables, whole grains, healthy proteins, fruits, yep. water, and healthy oils. Can you, hey Cody? Can you stream? Can you put that on the screen? What the the my plate or yeah. yeah? I've never actually seen that. So no, I'm curious. Why do you that? So. Transitioning from an LVN to like an R right now, which I just finished school, so I got ready to take my test. And that's the first thing you do. You have a big session on diet. And that was one of the things that we got emails with nurses is my plate. I was like, 
where the fuck was this when I was growing up? That's why there were so many kids that were young, overweight, because we literally went off the stupid ass food pyramid, which is horrible. It's horrible. Yeah, so here we'll see a healthy eating food pyramid versus the healthy eating plate. Uh, whereas, you know, what we learned about meats and everything like that uh, back in the day, uh, there's actually a ton of research that the food pyramid that we grew up on uh, is just absolute awesome. shit. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Whereas now they go over the the U.S. This was a study by Harvard. I'm on the Harvard one, but I'll switch over right now. Uh, You can actually go to myplate.gov, and it'll bring you here. And you can actually then go into each one, click on fruits, vegetables, grains, protein foods, and dairies, and learn which ones are good for you and everything like that so the information is out there uh as mike has said he researches everything you know especially if it's something that you're putting into your body uh i'm going to use this to to transition uh tyler was talking about a conversation that we had uh off screen uh where we were kind of talking about food scarcity and how uh the fast food has become easier to get to than going to an actual store and buying your own food. Uh, but Tyler was saying, he was like, well, it, it's cheaper. And I was like, oh, oh, shit, no, it isn't. But we also have to remember that when I'm buying food, it's me, my wife, our three kids. So I'm going to McDonald's and dropping 40, 30, 40 bucks. Um, but hell, even for just a meal um, there, it's like, what? eight, nine bucks for a meal at McDonald's? Uh, it's like 12 to 14. Okay, there you go. Have your McDonald's rewards, papa. Yeah, see, <laughs> I, I knew this fat ass was going to know something. So it's like 11, We don't 12. use that term no more, okay? Uh, my bad, my bad. <laughs> All right, so it's like 11, 12 bucks to, to get a meal at McDonald's, but yet I can go and, uh, man, I used to go and buy the veggie noodles um they're the green veggie noodles uh for for spaghetti uh well no they they make vegetable spaghetti uh it's green i've seen the zucchini one that's why yeah they call it the spirals or whatever uh you can buy that you can buy uh all natural uh sauce and then thing of ground beef because i i like beef i'm sorry i'm not vegan sorry mike don't don't yeah, don't man. kill me uh, <laughs> uh i like meat and my spaghetti so i'd buy all that for 10 to 12 bucks and it feeds all of us and there's some left over uh compared to one meal at mcdonald's and i'd much rather be putting that spaghetti in me than mcdonald's processed meat with that super super uh um preservative filled hamburger bun i'm sorry goose said i we prefer chubby dumper <laughs> yes, sir. i'll take it i'll take it hey, i'll take it goose i'll take it i'll still run on motherfuckers on the basketball court though i'm good shit <laughs> uh, but uh go ahead cody well, well, no, that that's kind of where, where I wanted to get into it with y'all is, yes. uh, especially Mike, who does a, a lot of meal prepping. Um, 
what do you see as far as, you know, we talked about food scarcity and how uh, fast food is so much easier to get to than actually going to the store. And how do you see versus like when you and Mercedes go out to eat, you know, buying stuff there versus the price of actually preparing your meals and meal prepping out for the week. Goose said I would accept obtuse caboose as well. Good stuff, Goose. Obtuse caboose. That that's gonna be what I'm I'm gonna use from now on. <laughs> um <laughs> I think it, uh, a lot of it comes down to convenience, man. And again, especially whether you know, if it's just feeding yourself or you and your partner. Uh, a lot of times it is more convenient just to go and pick something up. Um, and I think uh, with veganism, typically, like, obviously, we don't have as many options. So usually, like, if you're vegan, you're going to eat more whole foods. Um, but, I mean, there's so many new products and stuff coming out nowadays that are more processed. I mean, even being vegan doesn't necessarily guarantee you being healthy, right? Um and yeah, y'all mentioned the food pyramid. I think, I think education needs to be better on nutrition. And I mean, they need to teach that stuff in high school. Like, I don't remember learning anything about nutrition really then. So, um, yeah, I think convenience is a big factor there. See, I think with me is everything Mike was saying is that's correct. Convenience is a factor. Our education needs to get better. This is my, of course, my opinion. Even Cody, Cody would say our stuff is correct, but my opinion, it comes gospel. down to gospel. It comes <laughs> down to, and this is, you can look, this is scientific. What you grew up with does play a big factor. So I'll be honest. I'm going to say that. Yeah. Uh, I have, I'm, I'm going to jump into depression real quick and lead back and then come back real quick. To I'm adopted. Cody would tell you, my dad is whiter than fucking Cody. My dad is white as shit. He's Drop your last to... name on him. My name is Mark Dankwalter, and I'm fluid in Spanish. But my last name is Dankwalter because I'm adopted. <laughs> so that being said, I grew up in foster homes. I grew up in CPS custody because my biological mom was a piece of shit. She's a drug addict, and I got taken away. Um, so I grew up in foster homes, bounced around as a kid in San Diego. Uh, then my parents, who are my parents now, were my last foster home and then they said hey we're not gonna do foster kids no more you want to be adopted and i'm fucking eight years old i'm like fucking yes i want a mom and dad sign me the fuck up like let's do this so then going that for it but going that for it, my parents didn't have a lot of money growing up at the time i was like oh man mom and dad are rich and then i'm thinking like no they didn't that's why dad's working 24 hours a day my parents worked two jobs each went to college all day to get their degrees. But the one thing that my parents were big on is we only had like pizzas and shit like that on Fridays when it was like, I had friends sleeping over. It was block push tonight. Other than that, if you wanted to eat at my house, you had to thaw it out and you had to cook a meal. My parents have never been junk food. It has been, and I translate that now. Yes, we eat fast food. Yes, like you say, convenience, I get lazy. But the one thing that I instilled in my kids is we cook. And I think a lot of the new generations now didn't grow up on that. So are you seeing a lot of young parents that I'm seeing with really obese young kids? Like they're 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 young, you know, because 
they're not getting home cooked meals. Like what you were saying, it's easier to go buy a happy meal and buy this than it is to actually thaw out some steaks, thaw out some chicken, cook a meal, cook a home cooked meal. Yes. Yes. You're going to have some carbs. Yes. You're going to have sodium. Yes. But ultimately that's going to be healthier than eating a fast food because you're cooking it at home. And I think that's the biggest problem is that no, we're in a generation where a lot of home cooked meals don't happen. I cook here. I cook a lot. Like I actually cook, Oven baked chicken today. My wife buys uh, all all grain, all wheat, penny pastas. Like we make that, and I think a lot of stuff is there's not a lot of home cooked meals anymore. And also too, I think they make it more expensive to buy healthier foods at grocery stores. Because man, I I can't. If I told you how much we spent today, y'all fucking shoot your brains out. It's ridiculous. I am unlike Cody. I like Cody. I'm feeding for three for a family of five as well, but. And I just, and, and that's just my opinion. It goes to what you were young. A lot of these young parents now didn't grow up where there was home cooked meals, you know. And if it was, it was like hamburger helper. It was stuff like that, you know. But not a lot of this. My parents were big on vegetables, baking, all this stuff. I mean, yeah, we had our little stuff, but that's just my opinion on that. The nineties, read by a box, fed by a box. Egg, fucking dead ass on. That's true. That's true, but I'm I'm fortunate that my 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 father, and he taught my my dad taught us how to cook. He's like, you're gonna have to learn how to cook. He's like, are you gonna give your kids shit when you get older? No, you need to learn how to cook. So like, I can literally cook damn near anything because of my dad. But what you said is perfect. This '90s is raised on a box, fed on a box, and that's what it was. Like, bro, I didn't get pizza rolls till I was fucking 18 because people used to hate staying at my house because they'd be hungry. What do you got to eat? Well, man, there's some, like there's like. There's some chicken breast, bro. If you want to thaw it out, we got some like salt and pepper, man. You can put something on the stove. Like, no, nah, man, where's your leftovers fucking... in the fridge? Yeah, dude. Oh, God. Leftovers? Forget about it. They were like, what a... where's the hot pockets? And nah, sorry, bro. The only thing we did because we were poor is we would go get a bunch of pizzas from Little Caesars when they first started doing uh, $3.99. And my dad would make all of us go in there and get five each and we would freeze it. And that's why I, I hate pizza. I fucking despise pizza. <laughs> I actually wanted to touch on that. You brought that up, kind of the food that we're brought up with. Um, that's one of those things that we don't really question. Like you think of politics and religion, like those type of things. Like, yeah, maybe we question, you know, as we become older teens and adults, some people don't, they just stick with what the parents taught them. But food, I feel like that's even thought about less. Like, yeah, you don't, you don't choose what you're fed when you're a kid. You just, what your parents got, you're going to eat. <laughs> so like, and those habits, like, again, like if whatever habits that your parents instilled with you, as far as food, like those are going to stick with you unless you make a conscious effort to change it. Exactly. You know? And you know, one of the worst things ever that my dad did it and he has told me in the past couple of years, he apologized for it. And he felt bad doing it. The biggest problem that I think in the 90s, 80s, and even early 2000s, that with parents, finish your plate. Eat all your food. The kid's full. No, nah, no, nah, eat your food. You're forcing <laughs> this kid to eat their food. You can tell they're full. And what does that build? That builds complexes. That builds like, oh, I got to eat all my food. So if they get a humongous plate of food, they're going to eat it all. And that transitions to when you get older in adult life. And actually, people talk shit about this website there's that thing you guys have seen called Noodle, and they do that. They actually break it on there. That tells you, like, they ask you all these questions. They ask you all this stuff. And I was watching a video on it on YouTube, and it brought, that was one of the main things they brought up. Half of people that have gained weight or have trouble getting weight, and I was one of them, 
the parents were like, eat everything on your plate. You still have food on there. Oh, I'm full. No, no, no. I, there's people that are starving. You need to eat your food. And you sit in there and you're forcing someone to eat when they're already full. And yeah, that it, it affects your portion control. Yep. And then guess what? You're going to teach that to your kids. I, my wife is guilty of that. I had to tell her like, hey, stop forcing them to eat. They're fucking full. Like they're tiny. Like you're forcing them to eat. And that's it goes down from generation to generation to generation. And what Mike was saying, we don't touch base on that. That cycle's never going to get broken because we kind of push on. We talk about politics. We talk about this, but no one talks about the food and what you grew up on. And that's a very good point, Mike, that you brought up. Like that was, yeah. that's really good. Uh, real quick. Uh, Cable says exactly like Mike said, you didn't question what your parents gave you, especially if your parents worked shift work. Yep. Hot, uh, fucking pot pies. Yes, sir. I'm eating that shit. TV dinners. Fuck. I'm eating that shit. Like whatever you were, you know, you just knew that mom and dad, that's what's for dinner. All right. See, I grew up in different households because I've had three different sets of step parents. And so, like, my mom was raised very traditional Mexican, Southern California, made everything from scratch. Then my dad was grew up in Southern Pennsylvania with a full time working mom. So, a lot of things he cooks are box meals because they're quick, easy, and cheap. And so, that, and then me seeing different lifestyles. I just picked the easiest of both routes and just ate whatever was quick and I can get fast without having to wait to get it. But I also cook. Like, I love to cook at the time. So I struggle with wanting to cook. And also learning to cook for big families has really made it hard to cook for myself. Uh, real quick, uh, I noticed we've been going for an hour and 50 minutes now, so we're creeping in on two hours. So I'm going to make this the last subject, and then we'll go ahead and break for the night. Uh, I wish I could give you a stat for men, uh, but unfortunately when I tried to look it up, the numbers were all over the place because, well, unfortunately men's health doesn't, doesn't factor in quite as much as, as women's health. Uh, but a stat that did, I, I noticed it in multiple spots, uh, one in four women now is on an antidepressant. So do y'all feel like, and this is going to wrap back to, to the depression and stuff like that. Do y'all feel like now the pharmaceutical industry, like doctors are more quick to just throw some pills at someone than to say, hey, get out, be active. Let's look at your lifestyle. Let's look at your stress factors and let's make changes in the home rather than here eat these pills yes. yes i know that for a fact being a nurse i see it firsthand uh there are some doctors that won't do it and then there are some doctors on my shift i can't say shit i just i'm the fucking rn and he's just here's a Zo, uh, here's a zoloft here's this here's that you're depressed boom here you go and then i have some doctors that are like look i could put you on antidepressant meds but I'm literally putting a Band-Aid on a cut. That ain't going to do shit. They don't say shit, but they ain't doing nothing. You know, you need to talk to a therapist, you know, go for walks, get activities, go on a trip, you know, see friends. Uh, yes, there are some times where meds are needed, but if you get a low dose of meds and then you do the stuff that you said about getting out, Cody, getting out and doing this, uh, working out is actually one of uh, the amazing thing for depression uh 
if you do that with that, it helps. But yes, uh, and I do believe that. And also women are the biggest consumers in our modern time. Uh, you could tell a woman, hey, you're depressed, you need pills, they're going to buy it. Just like you tell a woman she she needs makeup and she never goes out, but she's got to buy a fuck ton of makeup to do her shit and stay in the house. Uh, but I agree. Uh, it is easier to throw pills than it is to find a healthy organic solution to better yourself. Because as Big Farm runs everything, Big Farm runs our nation. Big Farm Pharmaceutical is big. So, yeah, I agree with that 100%. My opinion, at least. So my so uh, on the topic of uh, meds for depression and anxiety and stuff like that, I believe they help a lot of people. But personally, I am terrified of medications, oh. and I don't want to be labeled as sick. I guess, which comes back to my being prideful. I think so. Like I avoid being put in those situations so i didn't go to doctor like doctors for so long because i was like i know I, I know i'm i got issues but like my issues aren't more important than other people's issues and so i believe antidepressants help a lot of people more so than people realize but there's a stigma behind everything these days so and uh well do you do you think that antidepressants are overused like i understand that they help certain people but i kind of just feel like they're it's the go-to i think more people should use them not but not not in the sense of how that sounds but in the sense that it would help people get outside of their head you think in more you think the stigma keeps people from getting on antidepressants when they yes, should? I, yes. Because okay, so a lot. So one of my personal experience is when I go down rabbit holes of depression, I shut myself away from people. I haven't played video games with Cody in months because I just haven't had the motivation to even touch my video games. I watch, I'll throw an anime and I'll just sink into my phone and just stick to myself. Like I, in that I feel like if I had an antidepressant to like uncloud and where I could see the bigger picture, it would be an enhancement. But also, I know I can get work through my funks, unlike a lot of a lot of people who can't. But that's because I've been dealing with my depression for over, you know, twenty something years. Like, oh, I, yeah. I I've learned my patterns. I've learned my triggers i've so like i went to a concert yesterday and today's the best i've felt in months since i moved here that's badass and so and and... hey real real quick i I hate to break this up but this dude is throwing a fit crying because he i keep telling him no he can't say hi go handle it it. say hi say hi hi hey buddy hey yeah yeah hey Hey. yo hey Hey, your dad's smelly. <laughs> Don't believe him. I'm not smelly. So, I want to say this. I know we got people here, and the one thing that we always try to recap is we are uh, highly opinionated, <clears throat> you know, whatever. Uh, so, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to say this real quick without getting too emotional on it because uh, my biggest problem is, and I'm fully aware of it, and it goes back to what you were saying about being prideful. 
Uh, I don't talk about it a lot. Okay. Uh, I, I've been through shit in my life, you know, especially growing up in C CPS and bouncing around, being adopted. You know, mom said, oh, mom's going to take you back. Mom's not going to take you back. Mom's gone. That there. Um, and I'm going to try this. Like I said, I'm going to try this as hard as I can. But I'm just letting y'all know I'm a grown ass man. If I can't hold it back and I try to, hey, it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? Um, does, real man. Cody, at Cody's will know. Uh, yeah, real man cried. Don't get, you know what I mean? Exactly. Uh, uh, my sister got killed by a drunk driver a month after she graduated high school. Uh, and she was my best friend. Uh, all the hardcore that we listened to, punk rock, everything. She, um, She took it from me. That's what she was into. And Cody will tell you, uh, you know, I lost her. Uh, it was the hardest thing I've ever had to do in my life because, you know, I, I feel sorry for anyone that has lost somebody. Um, but it's different when it's younger because, you know, you're supposed to bury your parents. That's the way the life order works. Uh, your parents aren't supposed to bury you. You know, so she's 19. She just graduated. She's gone. Uh then, as Cody will tell you too, I'm using him as an example because he knows me. I mean, I've known Cody forever. Uh, my son is born. Eight months, we find out he's got a condition. He goes for an operation. He goes into a coma for two years. And that was the darkest two years of my life. So you start stacking all this up, I got really depressed. Um, but I, I masked it. I, I, I did what I call the Robin Williams. I smiled. I was doing everything for everyone to make them happy. And that's what I did to handle my depression. I was trying to please everybody else, make everybody happy. Oh, man, you need this. You need help with this. Oh, I'm, I'm going to get this. You need that. That was me depressed. And uh, finally, I was like, I got to see help. You know, my kids are getting older. What I, That's why I say it. I take right now, I take antidepressants. I take them every day. But I also do stuff like play basketball. I play video games with my friends. You know, I do stuff to help me. Um, and I just want to say, because I know I jumped in late, is, and I know you guys have probably said this, anybody that's tuning in that has watched the show, you know, you're not alone. If you feel depressed, you need to reach out because it is seriously it's serious. And I think the hardest part in our society is we are taught as men. Oh, just tough to fuck up. Tough to fuck up. Quit being a bitch. Like, fuck you, motherfucker. What? I can't be depressed. Like, we have this masculinity that we can't be depressed. That, you know what? You got to tough it up. Quit being a pussy. Quit being a bitch. You're fine. And no, you're not. I'm not fine. Like, I, when I lost my sister, I sat there in the car listening to her favorite band, which is my, one of my favorite, Newfound Glory, Sunny on Repeat, which I named my son after that song, and I sat there with a fucking gun in my mouth ready to fucking kill myself because that's I couldn't handle losing her. And the presents are helping me now, but the only one I get in at is that what Cody was saying is they do help, they're beneficial, but I think now they are thrown out more. They're thrown out, but they're not thrown out with help, with talking. And I think people aren't um, given the correct information, you know, like to talk. And I'm learning now as I've, as 40 years old, I'm finally learning 
dude, just talking helps about it. Like talking to you guys about my son and my daughter, it helps. Like I've had long talks with Cody. I've had long talks with people in this chat. You know, it helps. And I think that that's the problem is that we're throwing pills at people, which do help. But we're also not throwing that, you know what, talk. You know, find someone to talk to. It doesn't matter. It's a, your fucking neighbor, the dude at the gas station. You know what I mean? Just talk. And uh, that's all I just got to say about that. That, that. that goes back to the clearing the fog out is what I was saying. Yeah. You know, like, perfect. Mike? Just get just getting past a little bit, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. I agree with what you guys are saying. I mean, there's definitely work to be done to break down the stigma, especially for males, you know. Um, that it's okay and beneficial to seek help and antidepressants if we need them. Um and yeah, I mean I do agree a bit. We're quick to usually quick to throw pills at a problem. I mean, for mental and physical health, right? And versus getting to the root of it, um, and uh, oh, you don't think hydroxy cut works? <laughs> yeah, it's gonna fuck your heart yeah. up. But yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's tied all together. Sorry, go ahead. No, what would you say, Tyler? Oh, I just said gas station speed yeah. for diet pills. Yeah, to tie it all together, man. I mean, I think physical and mental health are—I mean—they're intertwined, right? We got to take care of both of them. They. They both um, affect each other, and kind of going back to what we talked about earlier, I think I think people ultimately mean well with um, what was it that author you were talking about? Oh, uh, uh, bacon, that, some something bacon. Yeah. yeah, like I mean, they're emphasizing mental health, like being comfortable with your body, but I think at, we also need to be objective with our our physical health and not not be completely oblivious to that as well. But yeah, I think uh, that's it. Yeah. I, I will 1 million percent agree with that. Uh, to tack on with dub, uh, losing someone is, is I, not losing a, a, a parent. Cause unfortunately we're not immortal. We're not vampires or anything like that. So you have to, even though it will affect you and make you somewhat depressed, you have to ready yourself that one day you're going to bury your parent. Uh, but for, for me, I of course have the three X's. I was straight edge for a long time. Uh, and then when my brother died, uh, my brother killed himself. I went off the deep end. And when my wife, when Jen met me, I was partying and drinking every single day. Uh, Nilski, who was in the chat, used to come over, and we were so into beer pong and drinking and stuff like that. He would come over, and we would practice with water in our cups uh, because we knew that, hey, come Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, we're playing beer pong, and we never wanted to get off the table. We never wanted to you know, stop drinking and stop playing the game. So he would come over every day during the week, and we'd just sit there drinking a beer or two, playing with water, just practicing. Uh, and I was just drinking every single day. Uh, I was the assistant manager for Journeys, and Jen was the manager. And I would go see uh, Mike G, who worked at Casa Olay, and he'd hook me up with a large uh, strawberry uh, margarita. And I'd be sitting there drunk at work, 
selling shoes every day uh, and just losing my brother like broke me mentally uh, so it if you have experienced that loss like and, and again I guess Tyler losing his mom at, at an early age us you know losing our siblings uh, has led us down a, a depression path um, Mike, I, I'm not sure if you've experienced a, a loss like that or anything. Uh, we haven't had that like deep, yeah. deep talks or anything like that. We, we've always kept it kept it casual through the years. Uh, so I don't want to speak uh, on on anything from you. I don't know if you have anything to, to chime in on that. Yeah, man. Um, I actually had a, a friend commit suicide last year. Um, and yeah, that shit hit me hard, man. Uh, still think about it daily, and I've dealt with depression myself. I've been on antidepressants. It was a short period, but it was years ago. So I mean, definitely battled with it myself. Continue to, you know, it's gotten better. Um, but yeah, I think I, I wanted to mention this too. I think it's just as important to train mentally, I guess, as well as physically, right? Kind of, um, and that's something I need to work on more um, kind of controlling our negative thoughts and kind of looking at them objectively, you know, from outside of ourselves versus letting those thoughts kind of control us. So, um, yeah. I want to say to I'm, I'm also, I know we all talked about it. I'm sorry for all y'all's losses. And uh, I just want to say that everyone here and what you're doing in y'all's lives, you know, Cody being a parent, you know, you, in the bodybuilding you on your, on your journey of fitness and, you know, getting in shape is, uh, is a testament of that, you know, anyone can overcome and become better. And it's not hard. It's not, it's, 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 it's not easy. It's not easy. It's depression is hard. And, uh, I just want to say that it's awesome to see. I'm going to, I'm using y'all cause I'm seeing y'all, y'all three gentlemen really, uh, battle through that you know what i mean and go through because i think uh, a, a lot of people don't a lot of people don't uh don't uh get depressed and they can't handle it you know unfortunately you know uh and real quick and i know cody will remember this um i met a guy through a <laughs> i be me and cody became really good friends with a friend of ours back in the day when Cody was living at my apartment in San Antonio, fucking sleeping on my couch every day. Playing uh, Halo every motherfucking day. Every day. <laughs> and I, I was getting fucked up during this time. I'm just letting y'all know shit was wild. Uh, I remember my first hint of depression was during this time is when uh, B-Rad uh, B died, if you remember that. Yeah. Cody that was because he was our friend's boyfriend who were always at our apartment and we became just cool as shit like he he was one of the dudes and we fucking loved this guy and then he passed away with drugs and then that was my that was actually my first take of depression that's when I was like damn you know you see everyone every day and it hits you and I think as a society we're taught to put death in the back of our head. It, it, it doesn't happen. You go back thousands of years ago, 
death was part of life. They embraced it. They knew death was going to happen. They knew that we were not immortal. We knew that we were going to die. And cultures over history embraced death. They knew it was coming. They celebrated death. And I think now we're a society where we push death on the back burner. And then when it happens, we're so shocked. We don't know how to handle it because we're, I mean, we're not taught that it happens. You know, when you're a kid, you don't learn about death. If you go look up older societies from Babylon to Thebes to Greece to Methacedonian to all kinds of stuff, kids are taught at a young age is death. Death is part of life. You know, you want to have an honorable death, you know, all this stuff. And I think that's a big thing with, with, that helps with depression, that we're taught it doesn't happen. And then when death happens, it hits you like a fucking freight chain because you don't think about dying. You're just worrying about now instead of being. And that's why I know people may think I'm morbid, but I am heavily letting my kids know that, hey, you're going to die one day. I know it sounds fucked up, but no one is going to be alive forever. So you want to live your best life and do what you can because one day it's going to be cut. So I always try to instill to my kids to know that, you know, it is part of life. And I think that death is one big thing in the, that, that deals with depression. So like you, Mike, you said, you're, you know, your, your, your best friend, happened. he committed suicide. Boom. Death happens. Depressed. And I think death plays a big part in depression. Well, guys, we're at the two hour and 10 minute mark for the show. Uh, so I normally we just kind of we used to do a final thought and then we did away with the final thought. Uh, but with four of us being on and this being such a heavy topic, I do want to bring the final thought back. Uh, that way, if there's anything we didn't touch on that you did want to make sure you bring up or anything like that, uh, I want to open it up. I guess we'll we'll start with Mike, then we'll go Tyler, then Dub, and then I'll close it out. Uh, final thoughts, anything that we didn't talk about you wanted to talk about or, or anything you just want to want to add on to? Um, can't think of anything that I missed, but... Um... Yeah, just hope everyone's staying happy and healthy, I guess, and being mindful of your physical and mental health and um, just making time for it. So, yeah, thank thank y'all for having me on, man. Enjoyed it. Yeah, thank uh, you for being on. So much. Appreciate it. Tyler? Hold on. My husband just, just died. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. Uh, I think my last remark is don't be afraid to start the journey. It's terrifying, but I've met a ton of great people and I'm looking forward to meeting more people on this journey. It's, it's terrifying, but it's rewarding and it's the hardest thing I've ever done. It's so hard and I beat myself up a lot because I've fallen backwards but also, I know that I can try again. So it's not the end of the world. I just gotta gotta try again. Deb, um, my final thought is just gonna be simple. Um, depression is real. Uh, I take mental health and mental illness seriously. Um, I hate hearing it doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. It does, uh, especially for a male. 
uh, Cody will tell you, I am very, I don't want to say sexist. That's not the word. I'm very like a, what's the, what's, what's the word for, is it, what's the word for a, a male <laughs> feminist? Pro-masculine. The there you go. Like I'm very for my males and we need to get rid of this stigma that males can't be depressed and only women can. No, we can't. Uh, statistically males carry more of the weight i'm sorry it's true you know women can any women watching sorry you can fucking i don't care that, that's facts uh we can be depressed too and don't be afraid to reach out and talk to someone because you don't want to be looked at as a pussy like no like you're depressed like anyone in our chat that's watching if you have suffered from any depression man whisper me on twitch i'm here um that's just my thing is depression. It's serious. And I think it needs to be more addressed for the male. And also too, I know Mike's a vegan and I will say this, my wife bought some today. If you ever want to have something that aches, like you're, that you're having a steak, she bought these big ass portobello mushrooms. Fucking God. It's literally <laughs> like eating a fucking steak. It is retarded. Crazy. I said, add it in there. Uh, I guess my final thoughts would be well, first and foremost, thank you two for coming on and being a part of this. Uh, I tried not to make a big show flow. I wanted this to kind of flow organically. So hopefully uh, everybody in the chat that's been watching has been entertained as well as learned something from this. Uh, that That's my number one goal from this, this week's episode is to try and at least affect one person's life in a positive way. Uh, so if we accomplish that, then fuck yeah, this is all worth it. Uh, crazy, crazy stuff. Uh, totally off subject. Will Smith punched someone at the Grammys. I'm going to have to look that up here in a minute. But yeah, he just fucking hit somebody. Uh, like about the Oscars? Or the or yeah, the, Oscars? the Oscars. What, whatever the hell's going on right now, Will Oscars, Smith. Oscars, baby. You was out there fucking up getting all these damn Oscars. Uh, Will, this Will Smith punched somebody is from what I heard. They, they probably were saying like, hey, where's Jada? Like talking shit. I was just thinking that. <laughs> you know what? I, I know we just uh, did final thoughts. Cable361 <laughs> says uh, Chris Rock. So I guess Will Smith punched Chris oh, Rock. You know oh, what? Shit. Oh my! I want to add in my thought, final thoughts. Real quick, perfect example. Will Smith talking about him and his marriage with Jada, right? Crying on live TV, a grown becomes man. a meme. We make a fucking meme. About meme. It. That's Literally. our toxic society, bro. That's our. I was just talking to someone about. Thank you, Cable. Uh, Cable says, "Great show, guys." So, kudos, kudos to y'all, guys. I, I, I appreciate y'all being hey, on hey, so hey, much. Hey, hey, uh, Cody, real quick, do you mind if I give you someone's info? Uh, can I give you the info for someone that if you're going to write out? Uh yeah. Give me just a second. Uh, drag my thing over here. I'll set the raid now, and then I'll do final thought. Uh, of course, we do raid uh, at the end to where our viewers do go watch somebody else, so we can help the community. Uh, go ahead, Dub. Okay, it is. All right, I'm muted. It is. Let me get it real quick and write so I can get the correct spelling of it. It is okay. It is gotcha likes G O T C H A one eighty. He's playing zombies right now. 
All right, raid has been created. Uh, so that's going to go. Uh, while this is going out, my final thought is this. Uh, please, please seek help if you are depressed. Uh, if you do want to start working out, don't be afraid to go out there and just get after it. Uh, even when, like, if you go start training in judo, if you go right now uh, in Victoria to the judo place here, uh, he will have you on the mat rolling for one day a week and then he wants you to go and walk and do other physical activities at home and then as you progress he's going to invite you to more classes same thing with working out go and just walk for 20 30 minutes a day and then slowly start doing other things it's a process don't expect results we're, we're a instant gratification society but this is something that takes hard work and you're not going to get it instantly. But please, please don't give up. And if you are depressed, you can reach out to me. You can reach out to Dub. I'm sure you can reach out to Tyler. I'm sure you can reach out to Mike. We're here just as this whole recap community is here. Reach out to any one of us. We're trying to build a strong community together that helps each other. Uh, I know we're about to go out on this raid. Make sure you also follow Tyler's uh clothing line worthwhile uh check that out you know if, if you are interested in mike's bodybuilding hit him up follow him that way you can see where he's gonna be we're out later guys he's out